What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton, who's mocking my lips right now. Clint, how are you? I'm not mocking. I am reinstating what you're saying without voice. How are you? I'm good. You need to shave your nose hairs. Oh my goodness. I will. You need to put that on your your micro habit schedule, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. And it is. It's Sunday. Today's the day. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your thing? It is. (laughs) You do your grooming on Sunday. I do. I know a lot of men who have one particular day like that per week where they do all their, you know, trimming their ear hairs and whatever else. Don't look at my ears when you say that. (laughs) Well, I mean. I know. (laughs) (laughs) In today's episode, I thought we could talk about ways to stay consistent with habits 100% of the time. This is literally foolproof if you follow what I'm about to say. And I can say that because I've tested it. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, when we talk about habits or we talk about those New Year's resolutions, which you know I think are bullshit, then a lot of the times we think of the totality of things. We think of the the thing that we're trying to accomplish, the end goal in mind. And I think that's where a lot of us fail when it comes to actually achieving the thing that we're setting out to do. And I want to break this down in a way that my coach broke it down for me. And it's actually not a new concept because this is something that I first heard about in Atomic Habits by James Clear. And we need to understand that we will be able to accomplish our habits and therefore our goals when we can make things so stupid small that it's impossible to fail at them. And let me just pretend for a second that I had a goal in mind of losing 20 pounds. I would not want to fixate on that because when we see the scale not move or when we are too tired one day and we start to beat ourselves up, there are many things that are more discouraging than actually giving us the endorphins that will then make us want to feel more of those endorphins to do it some more. And instead of that, we need to focus on a goal that would be so stupid that you, you, you couldn't fail at it. And for a lot of people, if they want to exercise more, one goal that they might put as a micro goal would be to do one push-up or one squat. And could you imagine that you didn't have the motivation to just do that one thing? It would be nearly impossible to not do that. And the same can go with meditation, for example. A lot of people say that they want to meditate, but then there's all these excuses. It takes too much time. I can't clear my mind. I have no space, like whatever the thing is. But what if you told yourself that you were going to meditate or do breath work for one minute a day? And maybe for you, every day when you got home and you pulled into the garage, you kept the car in park and you sat there for one single minute clear of thoughts and you meditated for one minute and you did you did that consistently. And the coolest thing that happens with this, because again, I've tested it, is we start to build momentum. And then instead of us feeling like shit because we didn't go and hit the gym for an hour and a half, we start to feel encouraged that we could do something more than just that one sit-up, that one push-up, that one minute of meditation. And imagine the discouragement of deciding that you're giving up on a particular goal. You phase out of working out for a couple of months. 
versus the progress that you might have made if you decided to make a micro habit out of doing that one thing. And then, of course, this shift and shifts and then ebbs and flows with time. And you did that one thing consistently over a two month span. The results would be dramatically different. The way that you feel about yourself and your progress would be dramatically different. And in terms of being able to accomplish the goal, you're going to be a lot closer to it than you would be if you just gave up on it and said not to touch it for the next two months. I really like that concept. I think it's something really important to focus on. And and, because, I mean, how hard is it? And what's come to mind for me is, like, I get to work in the morning and I do one squat just in in my my nice clothes or whatever it may be I do one or start integrating things more and more because all it takes is that one to switch your mindset to continue to do more in the future or every time I get up out of my desk to do five and and then progressing forward I actually have used um going pee as a a cue for doing squats. So, you know, having cues like that are really beneficial. And the coolest thing about incorporating micro habits instead of feeling like we have to take on the entire world is that we can incorporate many of them. So perhaps for you, that's drinking more water or going to bed earlier. Well, do the math. If you decided to go to bed, get off of the couch one minute earlier every single night, For the next 60 days, that's going to be an entire hour earlier that you're going to be going to bed within two months time, you know, so these little micro changes that we can do and incorporate into our lives, they can have a dramatic difference in our lives. And I talk a lot about how malnourished Americans are, and that sounds counterintuitive, right? Because we're also the most obese country to ever exist. And yet, if we were to allow ourselves to just incorporate one piece of vegetable, literally like a piece of celery into our diet and just do that once a week and then tell ourselves, okay, next week I'm going to do two. Next week I'm going to do three. And maybe for you, it would be incorporating one more ounce of water into your intake every day. Or we can use this on the flip side and we can say, okay, well, if my norm is eating ice cream seven days a week, then I'm going to not eat ice cream for one less day a week. And then you do that for an entire month. And then you challenge yourself to just not eat ice cream for two less days per week the following month. And so there's a lot of ways that we can play with this and a lot of different things that we can do to completely change our lives on a micro level so that it doesn't feel like we're overwhelmed by having to do the thing. And then more important, we don't get discouraged when we don't do the thing. It doesn't always have to be an all or nothing type of thing. And I think as a society, that's what we kind of lean towards is I don't want to eat ice cream at all anymore, but I love it so much. So you, you set yourself up for failure every time where you say, I'm not going to eat ice cream anymore. And you do good for a couple of days. And then you're like, I really want ice cream. And then you eat ice cream, then you beat yourself up. So the next day you eat more ice cream because you feel guilty about everything associated to it and you're like well it's already i'm already doing it so i may as well continue it but if you reduce that by one day like that's a huge win and then you progress it forward more and more i mean that's amazing like it's incredible what we can do by just taking one step and it's kind of that the saying that i always use i use it i overuse it way too much but it's how do you eat an elephant 
one bite at a time. It's you're not you can't eat the whole elephant and just go and open your jaw and anaconda an elephant down into your body. You have to take one bite at a time to minimize that elephant. And it's fun to talk about it, right? And like, how cool would that be? And the compounding interest doesn't just need to apply to finances. And the key here is to actually take action, to sit down and to write out all of the things, like what is that big goal in mind? And then reverse engineer it into the dumbest, most simplistic way that you can to make it so stupid that it cannot fail. No matter how, it it should be a laughable task when you're done considering it like clint what what is a thing for you it i said it earlier it's when i get to work i do one every time i get up and down from my desk i do one squat and that would not only trigger me for my own mental sake to drink more water but start getting my blood flowing a little bit more and moving So then I would challenge that. And I'm just, because I've been testing this for several months now, if that were me, I would also maybe set an alarm to where I'm downing, you know, maybe 40 ounces of water every time that my alarm goes off. That could be every 20 minutes or so. And then therefore that's going to make you have to get up to go to the bathroom more often. You know, so there's many ways that we can incorporate these small changes into it. And the, the greatest trick of this is to make sure that you have a cue. So every morning when we wake up, we wake up. So perhaps a cue could be when I wake up, I will do a squat. And that would just be another example. And I know for me, when I'm using the bathroom cue for squatting, then I don't do just one squat. It's usually like five to 10 squats every single time. And bonus, like when I sit on the toilet, it's, it's another, another. I was going to say, you really, you're doing like 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hope you've gotten some value out of this episode. But even more important, I hope that you sit down and take some action on this. And if you do, please reach out to me at Ashley Walton on Facebook. I would love to know what your cue is and what your new micro habits are and then what the consistency plan is to make sure that it isn't something that you can fail at. If you have gotten value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.